Let's take our seats together tonight. Let's pray as we come to God's Word. Father, we thank you tonight for the sweetness of your presence in this place. We thank you, Lord, that you are here. Your Word tells us where the twos or threes are gathered in your name, that you are in the midst. Thank you, Lord, that you're here among us tonight to save, to set free, to deliver, to heal. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that your power is still the same today. Lord, you have not changed. Thank you for this great grace, Lord, the amazing grace that we have talked about tonight. And we pray, Lord, that there be one in our gathering that does not know you as their own personal Savior. Lord, tonight that you would open the heart, open the eyes, open the ears. Lord, that you would speak clearly. And Lord, that men and women and young people will be born of the Spirit. Lord, tonight we commit it all into your hands, knowing that salvation is of the Lord. But it is your will tonight that none would perish. Your desire is that everyone in this room that does not know you would come to know you as their Lord and Savior. So anoint us both to preach, to hear your word. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I want to talk about a man tonight. And this man, the account in Scripture tells us about his life a little bit. But a day in the life of this man... And his life would be completely changed this day, never, never to be the same again. Never to be the same. And I want to say to you tonight that your life could be changed tonight, never to be the same again. Never to be the same. If you have your Bibles, it's found in Mark chapter 10. Verse 46 is a very well-known portion of Scripture. Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. It's about a man called Bartimaeus. Well-known and often from Sunday school right up through children's meetings and church life. We've heard the story of Bartimaeus often. It's a wonderful story. It's a true story. It's a powerful story. But his life was changed this day, never to be the same again. That's what the Lord can do. Mark 10, verse 46, it says these words, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thy son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise. He calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately, 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 he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. A life changed, never, never 
to be the same again. You know, a research was done. Then that research, as they went out across the communities, they asked people the question, uh, what would be the one ailment that you would most fear to happen to you? And so there was all different types of answers or possible answers. There was the loss of a limb, loss of hearing, loss of speech, loss of memory, and so forth. And one of the options was the loss of sight. And in that research, when they gathered the information back together again, what came up tops was what people feared most was that they would lose their sight. They would go blind. The inability to see. Bartimaeus was blind. What you find on in modern days on someone who is blind or registered blind on their card or their medical card, there are different degrees of blindness. There's different degrees of blindness. A lot of years ago, Nikki and the boys and myself were traveling and we were getting picked up at an airport uh, by a couple and we were told that the gentleman had lost his sight. But they would be there to collect us. And so we got out of the airport. We got our bags together. There was a couple of cars there. And there was a couple. There was another man as well. And I was told you go into the, the car with this gentleman. And Nicky and some of the boys were going into the car with the man and his wife. The man had lost his sight. Well, they jumped into the car, into the back. We got the bags in. And uh, Nicky got into the car, and I got into the car beside her, and I was looking over, and the man who we've been told is blind, he jumped into the driving seat. You can imagine her face. So I was waiting, <laughs> and she was panicking. But there's degrees of blindness. He drove, you need to pray, that's when you know your faith is real. There's degrees of blindness. He couldn't drive at night time. But when you see on a card... The letters NLP, if anybody knows what that stands for, it means no light perception. That's someone who is completely and totally blind. They have no ability to see anything. Bartimaeus, the Bible tells us, he was blind, he had no light perception. He could not, he cannot, and he could not see. There's a blindness, of course, in the Bible. And if you listen carefully tonight, it's important because there's a blindness that the Bible talks about that is much more serious than that of a physical one. It's a spiritual blindness. It's a condition that the Bible tells us Every man and woman that's born are born spiritually blind. NLP. No light perception. They cannot see. The Bible tells us, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Sin, this three-letter word, sin is the cause of spiritual blindness. Blindness, NLP, we cannot see. And sin came into the world as we know. It entered into the world by one man. That one man is Adam. And death came by sin. 
And death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. The Bible tells us it is appointed on the man once to die. And after this, there is the judgment. Sin causes blindness. We cannot see. Bartimaeus had a physical ailment, and that physical ailment, blindness, had a profound effect upon his life every day. Every single day, his life was affected by his blindness. It affected his quality of life. It affected his purpose in life. It affected everything about the life of Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. Back in those days, of course, there's no social support. There's no social structures that were to aid him in his life, to give him a quality of life. Simply because he was blind, he was a beggar. Blindness had a profound effect. Now listen carefully. Spiritual blindness and sin has a profound effect on your life present, but not only on your life present, has a profound effect on your eternity. Listen, eternity. Think about it. It has a profound effect. Spiritual blindness, not just in this life, but more importantly, in eternity. Your eternal soul. What a profound effect sin has. Spiritual blindness. We do not have sight. We cannot see. And sin affects our lives. Sin separates us from God. We live in a spiritual condition where we do not know or we're aliens to the promises and the covenant of God, the mercy of God, the peace of God, the joy of sins forgiven, the hope that Christ gives us beyond the grave, a heaven with Christ. But sin blinds us from the fullness of what the Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross for every man and every woman and every boy and every girl. Sin blinds us from this. When Paul was commissioned by the Lord Jesus Christ to send out to preach the gospel in Acts 26 and verse 18, he was commissioned to do this, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and inheritance amongst them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. You see, sin, sin causes blindness, spiritual blindness. Now, there's only two types of people in this room tonight. There are those that can spiritually see, and there are those that are spiritually blind, blinded by sin. And blindness is going to have an effect, a spiritual effect on your life. A profound effect on your life. Not only on your life, but on your eternal destiny. There is a heaven and there is a hell. It's serious. You see, the God of this world, not only does sin blind us, but there's a power in the sin and there's a power in the blindness. Listen carefully because this is important. 
It's not just that you're blind and cannot see. You're blind and cannot see because there's a power that's working to blind you. What is that power? The Bible tells us it's the God of this world. That's the devil. So he blinds the minds of them that do not believe. Well, I do not believe. That's not just a choice you've made. If you feel that it is a choice you've made, actually you've been deceived. It's a power that's working in your life. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. People here tonight might feel because of their good religious ways that they don't need to get saved or born again or get right with God because their religion is going to be their ticket to heaven. But they've been deceived by the God of this world. It's a power that's working. Some might feel that they're good enough to get to heaven tonight, and in their mind they're blinded by the power and the God of this world that convinces them that they're okay the way they are, and they're good enough to get to heaven, yet it's a lie. The young people will sit here tonight, and the power that's working in your mind is that you're too young to get saved. Old people sitting here tonight that's not saved, and there's a power that's working in your mind and say, you're too old, you've missed it. Somebody sitting here tonight and say, I don't need this. Pride has filled your heart. Some tonight maybe you're trusting in their riches. And the Bible said, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world? What does he do? And he loses his own soul. The work and the power of Satan to blind you from coming to the truth that Jesus died to save you and open your eyes that you can see and to clothe you in his own righteousness to make you fit for heaven. But the God of this world blinds the minds of them that do not believe. So there's a power at work. Thank God there's a greater power tonight. That's the power of Jesus Christ. It tells us in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 that the God of this world that blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine, should shine unto them. A man came to Jesus He was inquiring how he could be saved, how he could be born again in John 3 and 3. And Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot what? He cannot see the kingdom of God. The power of the new birth opens the spiritual eyes that men and women can see. As Bartimaeus sat by the highway, his blindness has affected his life that now he is a beggar on the side of the road, and someone simply tells him the gospel's simple and the gospel's powerful, but the gospel is good news and the gospel is the news that Christ died and someone told Bartimaeus the simple truth. This is how simple it is. Jesus is passing this way. When they mentioned that Jesus was passing this way, there was something in the heart of Bartimaeus that rose up, there was a light, there was a joy, there was a hope from the misery that he was in. And he began to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Simply because someone said, Jesus is passing this way. Verse 47, it says, when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy. Have mercy on me. But many charged him that he should hold his peace. In other words, many said, listen, just be quiet. 
But you see, in his heart and in the reality of his life that he lived, in the misery of the sin that he was under, he did not care what people thought or what people said. And he cried the more from the depths of his heart, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. You see, Christ is the answer. John 14 and 6, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but through me and me alone. Jesus, the man who died on the cross, Jesus, God's only begotten Son, who died for your sin and mine, the one who shed his precious blood for you and for me, as Bartimaeus called out to Jesus, have mercy, the Bible tells us in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How simple is that? How simple is it? The Bible says that the poor man spiritually cried. The Lord heard him and the Lord saved him out of all his troubles. But many are charging him that he should be quiet or hold his peace. Many, maybe voices tonight, even in this room, would be speaking into the lives of some of our young ones or some of the older ones here saying, you don't need to call out. You don't need to get saved. You don't need to turn to Christ. You've got your life to live. You've got your things to do. You're too young. You're too old. Whatever the excuses may be, voices charging you to be quiet. But you know, in the heart, you know, as we looked at it this morning, when Lydia, when God opened the heart of Lydia, see in your heart tonight, not in your head, there's a longing to get right with God. That's the Holy Ghost working upon you. There's a desire in your life. I want to live for Jesus. I want to walk with God. I want to live for Him. I want to give Him my life. I need Christ in my life. I need Him to save me. I need Him to keep me. I need Him to forgive me of my sin. I need Jesus. And so the voices, the influences, the persuasions try to keep us in a place of defeat and fear. Opposition to come into Christ. Voices are very real. Pressures are very real. Influences are very real. But it just simply says he cried the more a great deal. O God, thy son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 49 says that Jesus stood still and commanded the man. I love this part. Jesus stood still and commanded the man. Commanded him. To be called. And they called the blind man and they said unto him, Bartimaeus, be of good comfort, rise. Now listen to these words. He calleth thee. That's profound. You see, Bartimaeus is crying out and calling out. There's great opposition, and Jesus stops. And Jesus calls him. Now I want, if I could just help you for a moment. I'm not going to speak very long because I'm near finished. But I want tonight to help some in this room that I believe that he has been calling you. Jesus has been calling you. 
Jesus has been called. Isn't that, a, isn't that awesome? The Creator, the Almighty God, Jesus Christ, is in this room tonight, and by the Spirit of God, He's calling you. Can you fathom it? Can you work it out? Do you deserve it? Do any of us deserve the mercy of God? But this is the purpose of God that he commended the world to save sinners. And he calls sinners to repentance. Now, how do you know that God's calling you? How do you know that there's a call? How, how do you understand these things? Let me tell you just very simply. See in your heart. Now, in your heart tonight, in your heart, not in your head, but in your heart, you'll feel, you'll know that there's a drawn or a stirring or a sense that I need to get right with God. You may not be able to put it into all the theological terms. You may not be able to understand all the words but simply in your heart tonight, you realize and you know that you need Jesus. Can I tell you what that is? Just what it says here. Listen, he calleth you. The power of the Holy Spirit to draw men to Jesus. How personal it is. How individual it is. What an awesome thought. Friend, listen, that Jesus is calling you. When Jesus calls, when the stirring of that heart is real in that life, and when Jesus begins to call a life, when there's the drawing of the Holy Spirit, you have a responsibility to do something. He calleth thee. It says in verse 50 that Bartimaeus cast away his garments. Do you know that that speaks of tonight? This is the reality. This speaks of repentance. This speaks of a turning from the life that you lived, of the sin of your life and everything of what you once were. This speaks of casting everything away and turning your life and coming to Jesus Christ. He rose and he came to Jesus. Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus said, Lord, that I might receive my sight, physical, but tonight what's absolutely crucial is that there's spiritual sight, that you're born of the Spirit, that he's here to save you. Jesus said unto him, you see, because he cast his garments away, because he rose, Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, Bartimaeus, because your faith in me has made you whole. Immediately, this man's life was never the same again. Immediately, he received his sight, and then what did he do? And followed Jesus in the way. How simple, how profound, how wonderful, how marvelous. Jesus Christ, the Savior, he calleth you. Will you respond to him 
tonight, not to the preacher, to him. Will you give your life to Jesus tonight? This is the night your life can be changed, not just for time, but praise God for eternity. What a Savior. Let's pray together.